The Movie Hour, episode 137, June 16, 2011. You want to see crazy? No, I've seen that movie, and spoiler alert, it ends with a closet full of my suits on fire! Hello one and all, and welcome to the Diane Lane Choo Choo Train Movie Hour. I'm Greg Maloney, and I'm joined by my two most trusted co-hosts, my brother James and Jello lover himself, Jeff. Welcome back to the show, fellas. Hey, guys. Who told you I love Jello? You did. Multiple times. Oh. Multiple times. What's your it's favorite? It's true. I don't, I don't eat it often enough. What's your favorite Jello flavor? Vodka. <laughs> Vodka flavored Jello. The Jell-O. answer was right in front of us, and we still couldn't get it. Jello shots. I should have known. Is vodka the the preferred uh, liquor for Jello shots? I thought it was tequila. Maybe maybe it is vodka. Jesus Christ! What kind of sick perverted <laughs> world are you living in? Uh, a terrible. I'm I'm I am sick though. I'm happy you brought that up because I I've had a rough weekend. I'm happy we're here because I wasn't even sure if I was going to survive. Oh, good. I thought we were going to get through a podcast without you complaining about something. No, no, I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm telling facts here. <laughs> facts. I was forced to run 11 miles. Barely made it. Barely made it here. Camped in freezing weather. Jeff. Jeff can relate. Jeff's been in. I've uh, camped before. Yeah, he's camped before. Maybe <laughs> <clears throat> not, Jim. Jim, tell tell us your most harrowing camping story. Jim, tell us right now. Um, I want to hear it. I was out in the woods, and there are these voices just laughing throughout the woods <laughs> in the middle of the night. It was really scary. Three in the morning during a thunderstorm. <laughs> just maniacal laughter. <laughs> Probably similar to this right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was a that was a harrowing story that was very, very intense. There are a lot of other stories we have to discuss, not just Jim's scary stories. A couple things happened over the week. A lot of things we want to discuss. We'll get to them piece by piece here. First off, in the biggest and first feature, the Holly Hunters Highwood Hoopla, Samuel L. Jackson finds himself narrating another story. This time, it's a little different. It's the it's a book called Go the Fuck to Sleep. It doesn't say fuck, but it's like bleeded out on the on the book, which is a parody of a children's book trying to you know a parent trying to get their children to bed, and it's just not happening. And uh, that got me to thinking. Uh, you know, Samuel Jackson narrating. He's doing an audiobook. He's not narrating like a movie or anything. Um, and Jeff, you're an audiobook fan. You've, you, you've listened to quite a few. And I'm curious, what would be another like Highwood name you could tag as an actor, actress that you'd want to narrate like a children's book other than Samuel? Uh, Alan Rickman. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think you'd get bored of Alan Rickman's voice after like two minutes? Maybe. Uh, I would I would sooner get bored of blowjobs I think than Alan wow. sweet wow. silky smooth British voice. Sure let us get bored of it. How do I t- tip the neck of this beer bottle anymore? There would be beer all over the place. Luckily, it was just before it got down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I was thinking. Not Alan Rickman, but I was thinking, oh, we need to have like Christopher Walken do like the Hungry Little Caterpillar. I bet Walken doing the Hungry Little Caterpillar would be possibly the best thing i could imagine it would be perfect oh can't you imagine like a semi-bored alan rickman doing it just, <laughs> <laughs> so you enjoying the fact that he's semi-bored yeah exactly yeah Does walking it... pro- could probably get away with anything if you want m- more humor infused though i think you go arnie arnie doing one arnie doing like a <laughs> zeus or something dr zeus throw in a, a little... couple complicated words in there to <laughs> yeah. see what it says like okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Only if they could have like a bloopers track for <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. God. I, I have to... This is the part where I tried to say <laughs> consternation over and over and over. <laughs> do you still do audiobook? Do you do uh you don't do audible anymore, do you? You just do uh No, no. I, I uh since I'm not really driving a whole lot anymore, I've stopped. Although I am taking the subway a lot recently. Uh so that's a possibility. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. Oh, I it's found interesting. To concentrate. Pretty much on the subway is everybody doing their own little, like everyone's got their own little iPod and, you know, listen to their headphones kind of thing. Yeah, going. there's a lot of that going on. There's, I found interesting. I mean, not everybody. A lot of uh, iPad and Kindle going on also. Yeah. And reading the newspaper for, you know, right. old people. For old, anybody over 95. Um, I found it interesting. Katie and Dave just got back from Japan and they were talking about how it's almost... It's like taboo to be listening to any like personal device when you're on the subway or walking around in public. I'm like, wow, that's when everybody here listens God, to their devices. I kind of wish it were like that here. Yeah. I, for some reason, it drives me nuts watching people like constantly. Like I don't know. I guess I'm guilty of it too sometimes. But like, there's a, there's just a constant. Take the goddamn things out of your ears for thirty seconds, people. Right. I, I have to be entertained the entire time. I did love walking around on campus with headphones on. Like, I remember listening, like, I was listening to, uh, God. Probably Idle Wild. No, no. This was, this was one of my mopier days. I was, I was definitely, uh, man, it might have been. Idle Wild. <laughs> no, it might, I think it was like I was listening to the whole M Music album sitting in the middle of campus, like, just watching people walking by, doing nothing, and just thinking, yeah, I'm cooler than everybody here, and just. Yeah, I can see. I can see how uh, people get stuck in that world. It's fun. It's still true. Yeah, it is still true completely. Uh, <laughs> next on the Alley Hunters Highwood Hoopla. This one's huge, epic, epic craziness. Sony Pictures, production company that you may have may have heard of, has for a while now owned uh, the rights to the board game Risk in terms of a movie option. They optioned it and they've got the rights to it. And they finally hired a writer to create this supposed screenplay. For what would be risk the movie, and uh, I don't even I don't even have the guy's name because I decided that mentioning it wouldn't mean anything. Cause I think he's written like five TV episodes and nothing else. But I just I cannot imagine risk the movie being like what the hell would it be a about? movie? Yeah. Anyone else? <laughs> any any ideas? We uh, it would be about how if you take Australia and hold on to the Middle East, you're gonna win every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Kamchaka, man, Kamchaka. I want to know who's going to play. I want to know who's going to play the troops in Kamchaka. That's all I care about. It just. I, you, you, usually, if somebody's doing that, you want to like accuse them of collusion because there's no like there's no reason to put any troops in Asia <laughs> at all ever, except for in the Middle East. Oh, man. I just. It seems like there's a, another board game out there that deserves a spot before Risk. Like, why is Risk the movie that gets, or the board game that gets optioned first? What, what would you do? Jumanji 3? Was Jumanji ever a board game? I thought they just invented it out of nowhere. I would uh, say, like, okay. it's think, a children's book, I think. Because is there a Candyland? Candy yeah, Candyland. I, I think Candyland. <laughs> Shoots and Ladders or Candyland, I think, is optimistic. Candyland would make gazillions of dollars. <laughs> Shoots and Ladders would be the worst goddamn movie ever. Just be randomly like, hey, things are great. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh no. Yeah, it seems like Monopoly would be up there. Like Hungry Hungry Hippos, an action movie. Let's see. Man, now, now I'm thinking about some serious board games that I could, I could make it. 
God. Kerplunk. Kerplunk. <laughs> oh, man. Jax. Jax will be it. It's not a board game. Shit. Um, yeah. List the movie, dude. Yeah, Stratego. Why don't we put Stratego on there? Fuck. Let's talk about strategy. Stratego. Miss uh, <laughs> the movie. Good good luck, whoever you write or that writer. I think it's John John Hlavin. Hlavin. H-L-A-V-I-N. Hlavin is the guy. Good luck. We'll send you some ideas because you're probably going to need them. We'll, we'll see Take how Take Australia goes. and hold the Middle East. <laughs> on to more important news. And a little more, a little more interesting. Uh, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences voted to allow anywhere from five to ten Best Picture nominations this coming year for uh, Academy Awards, which we've bitched about many times before. Not really about how there's been ten. Us? Come on. Yeah. Not that there's just been ten movie nominations, which is also sort of stupid. But we sort of bitch about the awards all the time. Uh, but I do find it interesting that. They like is it they just can't decide what's the best for ratings or do they really actually give a shit what movies make it into the the best picture nomination? I, I think they're trying to keep up the pretense that they're they care whether or not they do or not. That's I don't know. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I think I think this is in that vein. It's a power grab. I feel like it could be three movies every single year. Like, you know it's going to be one of three movies, always. Right. I think it's more of nobody, I don't know. Like, I, I sort of think that everyone doesn't even make a pick movie just to win it, but just to get that nomination and be able to throw it on their fucking marketing labels and everything. Which That's they, true. They, they kill pretty much, yeah. though, with this whole, okay, everyone's right. nominated now. Right. So that means nothing anymore. Right. And I found it interesting, like, I hadn't read many of the rules about it until now, until this, this article, and I there was a part about the animated features, too, and mentioning that only when there's, you know, 10 to 13 animated features released in the year will there be four nominees for that year. And I remember we were bitching it more, at least I was bitching about Despicable Me, which was two years ago now, I think. Um not being nominated and there were only three nominations like dude despicable me should be on there what the fuck's going on and now i know because these stupid rules even hollywood can't escape the red tape even hollywood yeah you think they could just go around it yeah this is bullshit i hate movies i hate it that's the first time it's ever been said on the show i was gonna say first you're killing it you're killing us yeah but i do love netflix i do love netflix ching to ching um and since I hated movies so much, at least this past week, I did not catch a new movie, at least one worth reviewing. But we do have a couple movie reviews today, or at least one. Um, and I guess, Jeff, let's start with you and then we'll go to Jim. Because I know Jim's got the, he'll anchor it. He's got the, the meat of it. Did you catch anything new this week? Um, I saw, it's not a new movie at all. It came out before I was born, actually. Uh, I saw, saw Time Bandits, yes. which I'm not. Awesome. We are, we, I think I may have seen this in college, but if I did, I was extremely under the influence because in my head I have this movie and uh, the adventures of Baron Munchausen completely crisscrossed <laughs> so I have Baron Munchausen showing up tomorrow because that's what I really wanted to watch when I got this from Netflix sort of like um, when I confused Ghoulies 1 with Ghoulies 2 just like that <laughs> sort of like that yeah yeah so I don't know it was it was kind of a lot of nonsense, this movie. It didn't make any goddamn sense. Like, there's the devil and, like, these little midgets that work for God, and they find some kid who's smarter than the people that work for God, and they're, like, little, like, devil, not devilish, but they're, like, like 
they think that they're like renegades and they found this mat. It's really stupid. And then they're like these historical jokes that don't really, I don't know, pan out. I'd say, I have to say the highlight of it is John Cleese plays Robin hood, uh, who's <laughs> surrounded by like actual criminals. And he's just kind of stupid about it. He's like, well, you know, we're stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. And like the, the criminals are like, yeah, yeah, but we're going to hit the poor and like, we're going to beat the hell out of them. And you know, <laughs> takes the, it's so that's kind of funny, I guess. But, uh, eh. Was it interesting no. seeing Shelley Duvall in another movie? Yeah, yeah. I, it, it was a little interesting seeing her. She plays two different parts. Yep. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. I don't remember. Ian Holm plays about Napoleon. This. Yeah, a, a, a weird childlike Napoleon. Um, the uh, the one thing I did want to mention, did you, Winston the Ogre. I don't know if you noticed this or remember that character from the, the movie already, but uh, it's played yeah. Peter Vaughan, which is also... Uh, Master Aemon from Game of Thrones. Oh, so he like, is. Yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones uh, and on, on episode nine this last weekend. Cool. Very good. And David Rappaport plays Randall. Yeah. Who's one of the uh, little people. <laughs> one of those. Oh, Kenny Baker's in this. Dude, there, yeah, there's all kinds of all kinds of big names. Sean Connery's in this. Fuck yeah. Anyhow, it's interesting that you watched it. Did you watch it because uh, Joshua and I were talking about it a couple weeks ago? Because he had um, recently too, I think he mentioned Really? Yeah. No, I I had had it on my queue before that because again I thought it was Baron Munchausen, uh, but... <laughs> and I was I had sad face. So you're saying it's Terry Gilliam's best work? Uh, bullshit. <laughs> oh, of the Terry Gilliam movies I've seen, uh, I'd say it's the fourth or fifth best. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> oh man. All right. Anyhow. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to the, the more important stuff. The big stuff, which is Jim, the big man. Let it, let us have it, Jim. Let us have it. Uh, I actually went to the theater and saw a movie. Uh, I got to see uh, Super 8. Um, it's about um, some kids in a small Ohio town circa like 1979. Um, the kids are kind of in their early teens, and they're making a, uh, a zombie movie. And while they're filming one of the scenes, they witness a train crash. And it's this big catastrophic event. And the government shows up the next day and they're, they tell everybody, oh, you know, nothing to worry about. You know, everything's OK. But weird things start happening in the local town. Um, all the dogs run off, power outages, people start going missing. And, you know, the kids and the local sheriff don't believe the government and they start investigating on their own separately, not as a team, but yeah, on their own. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what struck me about this film is the feel of it. Uh, the movie is actually about the kids and about the townspeople and how they kind of interact with the phenomenon that's going on. It's not about the action and special effects. Um, it actually kind of reminded me of some of the, the, the older summer movies that used to come out in the eighties and stuff. Uh, that kind of remind me of like being part Goonies, part Close Encounters, third kind. The Goonies from just the kids, and it's a group of kids that have that same conversational style and relationships where they rip on each other and they seem really close knit, and just it, it brought me back to those good old days and Close mm. Encounters because of this whole government cover up that you know everything's okay and stop snooping around type of feel to it. Um, Stop snooping around. You. There were some things I didn't like about it. Most of it nitpicking. Um, but uh, I mean, the movie definitely wasn't perfect. It wasn't amazing. But in my mind, it's the way summer movies used to be and should be again. And it's a a really good step forward in the right direction. I really enjoyed this film. 
movie. I really? think people should go see it. So uh, I noticed there's a shit ton of kids in here, and I also noticed there were there are these twins. Are the I don't like movies with twins, Jim. Can you sell me on these twins? The the twins <laughs> play twins. Greg hates twins. <laughs> the twins play twins, so it, it's uh... they're just being siblings. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and they have virtually no role really. Uh, um so another movie written and directed by jj abrams and uh i don't yes, know i'm not i'm not better sold... than cloverfield much right. better. i'm not sold on him and so you you liked it a lot huh yeah i mean if it was like cloverfield i probably would not have liked this movie but right. it's it definitely had a feel of like the good old summer movie days and i i did really enjoy this how much of the setup is like does the event happen in the first five minutes or is it you know the event happens midway and then... um it happens early but not like first five minutes right. they spend quite a bit of time like okay here are the kids this is what they're doing blah blah and that's what i liked about it is just a lot of it was just the kids not dealing with you know the phenomenon it's just like okay here we are we're just a small town or a group of kids we're enjoying it i mean i would say even maybe a little bit more so than like the goonies they spent more time away from the phenomenon itself than you know with it so it's kind of cool i liked it the um you goonie <laughs> that's what i started thinking about too i'm like so which one of these kids is mouth yeah <laughs> they didn't have the like the archetypes you know just like the super nerd or <laughs> you know the one that gets picked on the most they didn't really have that uh, oh, aspect they were more of a more well-rounded people individually um i guess there was a chubbier kid uh, they picked on him a little bit for being chubby, but he was the director of their little film that they're making, and uh, so he, so he was power. he was a little bit more in charge than Chunk might have been, you know that sort of thing. There was a main kid, uh, the kid uh, Joel Courtney played a kid named Joe Lamb. He seemed to be more of the Mikey. Mikey, role. yeah. Did uh, shit? Was he gonna say it wasn't gonna? Be... Now you got me thinking about. And that was another thing I liked about the movie is there's not. A-list talent in here to like distract your, you know, distract. Right. I don't, I don't recognize. Like, yeah, I there's these a few people that you might know, like the the, the coach from Friday Night Lights is in it. Uh, yeah, Al Fanning is the girl. Uh, Ron Eldard's been in a couple things, but other than that, Ooh. I mean, Mr. Uh, Mr. Kasnick, Joel McKinnon Miller, did he play a cop of any kind? Uh, no, he did not. I feel like he always plays a cop. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you on that, Joel McKinnon Miller. Yeah. Did you, no, you the one that saw the happening, or was that Jeff? I have not seen the happening. Jeff, did you have you seen the happening? The uh, M Night Shyamalan movie? No, no, God, no. It must have been Davy or somebody I was talking to about that. But that's another one where you know there's just something randomly happening, and there's something like I guess this had an event, and there was something spooky going on, and that thing there was something spooky going on. Is it the like suspense of not knowing what's happening that like it's not that that drives it? You, you know, I was that? trying to think back to the trailer if. The event is revealed at all, so I didn't want to say anything. But I kind of knew a little bit of what was going on, so that didn't really affect me. Like that I'm didn't help the situation. Related to, to ET, is this an ET? Uh, this is not an ET. Interesting. Interesting. Recommended for all age groups. Yeah, I I think it it works well, and I've heard other people say it, and I might echo that sentiment that it might be the new generation. Goonie film just because really well I mean whoa, the comedy whoa, whoa. aspect is nowhere near the, the height of Goonies. 
but uh, it's definitely that feel. It's like a, you know they are the main character. What about the Josh Brolin factor? Where does it rank? <laughs> the Josh Brolin factor was nice because he he was a friend and a foe at the same time, and oh, there yeah. really isn't one of those in this film. <laughs> Rarely is there ever. You goody. No, I uh, I'm uh, I'm I am interested in this movie. Like I said, it's not <clears throat> film. It's not amazing, but it's I I think it's a good step to way it needs to be again. Are we gonna get? Is a, it? I we, have a, I have a weird question. Yeah. I, I've actually I haven't seen a movie in theater in a couple months uh, since I moved out here. I've been kind of looking for an excuse to take my girlfriend to go see a movie. Uh, she though is scared of scary movies. How scary would you say this is? It's not very scary. What's, Compare what's, it to, say, the movie Salt with Angelina Jolie. <laughs> I would say it might be scarier than Salt, yeah. I was going to say, like, okay. what's the scariest thing that Rachel will watch? Give us an example. <laughs> she uh, she had some nightmares after seeing Salt. So, About what parts? Uh, I, I, so, I had nightmares I'm so after seeing that movie, by the, <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm so confused by, by what about that movie, aside from its stunning horribleness, could give you nightmares. But yeah, she is uh, she's extremely sensitive to fiction. Gotcha. Uh, that's fantastic. Reality doesn't seem to bother her. <laughs> so, are we gonna get any? Uh, are we gonna get any super young Oscar noms for this movie? I want. Are we gonna get a Haley? Um, probably this? not. No. Oh, it's bullshit. If you look at their, it's funny. I, I was looking at some of their, you know, their filmographies, and most of these guys, like, or not most, but I don't know, maybe like half the kids. This is their first movie. Like, the main kid, I don't think was been in anything. Joel Courtney. Um, there's another kid I thought that only had one, maybe zero. Yeah, Joel, his only credit is this movie, the, the main kid. So that was kind of impressive to me because I thought he did a pretty good job. Mm. But uh, yeah, very cool. Um, so they made a, a low, they made low budget on the cast. It made they're going to make some. And if you do go see this movie, um, stick around for the like the beginning of the credits because they actually show you the kids' movie, like the finished product. It's and it's got some humorous parts set to it. Oh, they actually finish it. I like that. That's yeah, they're like, okay, here's what they finished, and then they show it during the credits. So it was kind of cool. I uh, I have a uh, I have a quick, completely unrelated question. If we're if we're done, I have just one. I just want to mention one last thing. Was I was curious about Great. the the weekend gross, and it actually made it took number one, made thirty five point five million. Not bad. Yeah, beat out a uh, X Men First Class Hangover. And I, I was happy because I was looking forward to some. Like I I need to see you know. A monster movie again and you know this is there is a creature in this thing and i don't think that's any secret based off of the trailers right. but uh i mean and that is the scariest thing in it but they it's all just like it's not like creepy scary it's like jumping you know like pop out type of scary giant frog it's a giant frog it jumps out at you is that what you're trying yes to say? that's what i'm saying jeff <laughs> jeff you had something important to bring up has anybody seen fanboys i have i yes. have yeah jesus you guys saw it yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Why did you want to schedule well, a weekend to get together and see it? Or something? well, I just was it any good? It had its right. moments. It, it wasn't all that great, but it had its moments. Okay. <laughs> um, I, while I'm looking at the numbers, I was I was close to going alone to go see Bridesmaids. I couldn't really deal with the stigma of of going and watching it alone. Um, was it as bad as my? Trying to decide to go see Social Network alone. No, that is okay. funny though. I like that. Um, <laughs> but it's man, it's the budget for that movie was thirty-two million. It's made one hundred and twenty-five already. That thing's just bank. 
I've heard it's pretty funny. It looks funny. It looks funny. We need, I need somebody to go with, need somebody to go with. Um, but yeah, anyways, fantastic. I, I'm pumped for this movie and it sounds like, uh, you, the listener should also be pumped. This, this, this movie's going to take Hollywood by storm people heads up. Not just like time bandits though. Not just like time bandits. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this, this brings us to the wrap up of our show, if you will, a fantastic part, the Parker Posey play along, which um, we had a, another co-host last week, Josh, it was his question while he was given the, the honor of bringing the question to the show. Uh, and his question was pretty much like, if you could put yourself in the situation of any character in a scene or an entire movie um, in a film, which character would it be and why he's not here, uh, unfortunately, but I, I did find it interesting. One of the answers was uh, KPWs. She wanted to be part of the, the cart rail chase scene in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which is interesting. That part's That's a little a scary. Answer. I don't know if I want to take bullets, you know, across my head. That'd be scary, but it would be fun. I think it would be a fun time. That would be very interesting. Um, and this week, uh, the the Parker Posey playing along. By the way, we bring up a question here on the show. If you if you're unfamiliar. We're going to answer it live, bring it up to the boards at gungabit.com, and we'll also bring it up uh, at the Movie Hour page on Facebook. And uh, this week is my question. And this, I actually, I linked something on uh, gungabit.com a while ago. There was a um, a thread, a, a link, if you will, a story about all the, these behind-the-scenes pictures of classic movies and all these different shots of like directors doing different things. And it had me thinking, um, if I could be on the set of any movie, which would it be and why? Um, and I Star Wars Episode One. Stop! Right. Stop! Oh no, that's here's the thing though. There's there's a there is sort of a difficulty. I will sabotage you. You can't. You're not. You're not able to interact with anybody. You're sort of like a fly on the wall in the situation. So you're you just can't. spectating. Yeah, you're filming. spectating. You can't talk to anybody. Oh, Terminator just... Salvation. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer. <laughs> Oh, Jeff, can't you be fucking professional or what? <laughs> I'm trying to get this done here. Too. <laughs> We're gonna have to cue that that rant up for the end of the show. That, that was pretty good. I like that. I I had a tough time. Like after I thought of the question, I had a tough time answering it. And there there are a couple ways you can go. Um, and I I have a couple different answers, but um, I'm gonna I'm, I've got an idea what Jeff's answer is gonna be. Maybe it'll surprise me. But I'm I'm gonna go. I'm going with The Shining. And it really could have been like any of the Stanley Kubrick films because I'm I'm very interested in to see, like you hear so many things about like Kubrick and how much film he used and just how much of a pain the like how much he put his actors and actresses through and all that shit. And I'm just curious to actually watch the guy and see for myself. Like it, it almost, it's almost like in today's movies you have the behind the scenes footage and interviews and all this stuff going on where you actually get a sense of the person. And there is some of that stuff with the Kubrick films, but not much. And I would be very interested to, to actually see stuff like that going on. And I picked The Shining because, A, it's an awesome film and probably my favorite Kubrick film. But I also get Nicholson out of it, too. And um, I think that would be a very, very cool movie to be on set with, giant place, on location, and running around seeing how that, that whole movie was put together. Uh, completely badass. And, I yeah, it's I think that would be great. And mainly for a Stanley Kubrick nod, big Stanley Kubrick nod. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, James, Jeff, what would you do if you could be on the set of any movie, which would it be and, and why? Hmm. Tough one still, huh? 
What movie does Kate Beckinsale get naked in? Is there any of those? <laughs> uh, I, I I did think of. I'm like, ooh, maybe I want to be in Boogie Nights or something. Maybe Boogie Nights. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, does she get? Naked? I think my answer would probably be. Which one to choose though? I go with the uh, Indiana Jones movie. Man, this is tough. It is. I'm gonna go with it... Rushmore. See, I, I figured you'd go for a Wes Anderson movie, but I didn't think it was going to be Rushmore. I thought it was going to be Tenenbaums. Um, but reason okay. being is uh, I had read and heard that Bill Murray did not get along with the kids that played his sons. <laughs> yeah, I would be really interested to see that. That like, heaven forbid, Bill Murray with his just incredible cracking wit doesn't like somebody. I feel like he could just destroy a like a psyche in one fell swoop, and I would like to see that happen. Not to mention kids that are like fourteen. Like those kids aren't right. Like, exactly. Young. Exactly. Just like I don't like you, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like your face. Yeah, I had a like. If you need more time, James, I had a tough decision. Like. I kept on thinking, what if I wanted to be at a movie where there was like a star in that movie that is like 12, you know, they haven't like, they haven't flowered is the first word that came to mind. (laughs) Um, They haven't come into their own and I just want to see like their work ethic then and sort of know what they are like now and like see the difference. Like I, uh, that was sort of the one way I was going. I'm like, oh, I want to see The Outsiders. I want to watch that one with everybody in that movie with Patrick Swayze and Tom Cruise. All, all Swayze. Yeah, I had it narrowed down to two, and I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Pulp Fiction over Reservoir. I just think it'd be I think it'd be really interesting just to see Quentin Tarantino just geek out over a movie and just be really involved. And the people involved in that movie compared to Reservoir, I think, are a little bit better. And then I think his style will be. A, and his mannerisms, or I guess his methods, like is the word I'm looking for, is would be more polished at that point. So I think I think I would go with Quentin Tarantino's uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, there's the, there's a, definitely the dynamics. Like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go sort with the director one. I was almost thinking of doing like a Redford Newman movie just to see right, how they yep. actually got along, like how hilarious it'd be with them on set. I uh, go with a famous duo like Scorsese and right, Dean right, something. exactly. And I actually I've got another one I won't I won't name because I've got a feeling it's gonna come up, but um, yeah. A lot of a lot of fantastic answers and a lot of different angles you can take on it. Yeah, I, I just have a feeling that Quentin would be like very buddy buddy with everybody, whereas a lot of other directors will be just like, okay, you know, let's keep this, keep going on the job, you know, keep moving. Quentin's and... a lazy asshole. Everyone else just wants to get the work done. <laughs> right, and he's like talking people up. <laughs> just like, oh shit, we got to shoot a film. Shit. Oh my yeah, god. I just have a feeling he'd be talking to me the entire time, like, oh, this is gonna be great, Jim. Watch this. And... <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you can't be there. You can't talk to you. You can't talk to you. You're a fly. Yeah. He can't. He can't talk to you. <laughs> you think he doesn't talk to? Fox? Don't have too much fun That's with right. this question, Jim. Don't have too much fun with this question. It's got parameters involved. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, good answers. I uh, again, the question will be on the boards, gunkabit.com. The question is, if you could be on the set of any movie, uh, which would it be and why, and just remember, you're just there to watch and see what's going on. You're flying the wall. Can't really interact with anybody. Um, and any movie you want, any movie in time. Do, do Ooh, and I might get a peek of what's inside that damn briefcase. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, an orange light. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh man, this weekend. Green. Who's gonna catch Green Lantern this weekend? I didn't review it next week. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff is all right. Jeff. <laughs> you're, you're in. You and Rasa can go see it. Um, <laughs> Rasa, uh, do you want to see the Green Lantern? 
just they, gave me a look. <laughs> Time to get to the studio. I don't know what she's doing there. Uh, so, James, Jeff, thank you again. Another fantastic movie hour. Thank you so much for the input. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Hey, drive safe, people. See everyone next week. Thank you for listening. The Diane Lane Choo Choo Train Movie Hour. See you later.